What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. What if kittens played the clock and spiel? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a writing question from a listener named Maria. Maria is now 10 years old, and she asks, what if Abacus turned into an Abacus while trying to teach maths? I love that question. And where Miss Karen went to school, they called it maths with an S, which is different from where I grew up, and they just called it math without an s now we've also got a write-in from a patron named josh who asks what if abacus accidentally sends himself fairies and fred the dog back in time to some of the past what if world episodes i'm so excited to revisit some of my favorite stories and also have a new story come into being and we've got a third question from a patron named hubert hello my name is hubert and my what if question is, what if Draco Max had a long lost twin that was evil and tried taking over the world at the same time as Kasunkel? Bye, thanks, love your podcast. <laughs> we are swimming in questions today, so let's get straight into our story and find out what if Abacus turned into an Abacus and went back in time with Farrelly's and Fred the Dog? And what if Draco Max had an evil twin? Calling all kids in the car, Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. 
It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Berenstain Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Abacus P. Grumbler had just put on his least singed and patched up robe because today was an important day. I get to teach my first maths class. <laughs> I like saying it with the extra S. It makes me feel fancy. Who are you talking to, Abacus? I was just talking aloud to myself. Don't you ever narrate your life? I know when I'm chewing on a stick. Wait a second. Fred the dog, why am I hearing your voice on the other side of the door into my office? And why does it sound like you're chewing on a wand? Nothing. Nothing indeed. Abigail burst into his classroom. And there was Fred the dog chewing on the wizard's very last wand. Fred, you get that out of your mouth. It wasn't me, I promise. But you're still chewing on it. Give me no, that. No, I'm almost done not chewing on Just it. Just because you're missing teeth doesn't mean you can't chew. The wand blinked out of existence. And as for Abacus... Fred... Did you just get bigger, or did I just get smaller? I don't know, but I feel a lot bigger now that you're just a little abacus. Oh, did I turn into a child? No, you turned into a little abacus. Oh, so I'm just miniaturized. Why can I not look at myself? Because you don't have eyes because you're a little abacus. Oh, I had eyes when I was little. You're really confusing me. I don't know how else I can explain this to you. It really doesn't help when you just use the same words again. Oh, okay, okay. So you know how before you were a big abacus? Yes. Well, now you're little. And an abacus. (sighs) Well, little abacus or big, I just need my wand, and I can set this all straight. I don't know where the wand went. Someone must have ran off with it, other than me, because I did not do any of this. Then I'm going to need to pair with another magical being in order to channel any of my spells. Oh, dear. I know. We'll just go see Fair Elise. Oh, but she's president now. Should we really be bothering her with such trivial problems? Ding dong. Fair Elise, it's me, Freddy. Somehow I got on top of this cloud. And I'm ringing your doorbell, even though you live in a temple and it doesn't have an apparent doorbell. Hello, Fred. To what do I owe this... <clears throat> Interruption. Oh no, it's really important. You see, Abacus was going to teach maths, but then he accidentally got turned into a little Abacus. You mean like the counting machine? Yeah, exactly. See, you get it. Well, teaching math to our students is very important, so I will help. Just tell me exactly what happened. Oh, well, you know, it's like there was this evil Freddy... And he was chewing on the stick, but it wasn't the stick, it was a wand. But it just tasted so good to my evil twin, Fred Evil. You know, from episode 124. Fred Evil is on the run again? I thought we stopped him. I can outhide him if you just take me out of this bindle. Oh, sorry, I got Abacus, the little Abacus, in my bindle. My bindle? 
Do you mean the sack slung over your shoulder that's actually just your own tongue wrapped around something several times? Yeah, what do you think of Indoles? And Fred the dog unraveled his extra-long tongue, the extra-long tongue that gave his voice its unique sound. And... Why didn't you just tell me I turned into an adding machine? I did like so many times. But Sprite Wright is sick today, and I don't have her skill with teleportation. So I cannot just conveniently teleport us right in front of this Fred Evil. Fred Evil? Yeah, like I was saying, my evil twin who was chewing a stick. I could have sworn that was you. Getting turned into an abacus must have really messed with your mind. That was obviously Fred Evil. We got to stop him. All right, I'm afraid we must recover my wand. Shouldn't I turn you back into a wizard first? Without my wand, you could accidentally turn me from an abacus into a supercomputer bent on world domination, or even into a slightly smaller abacus. Just seems a little risky, you know. Fred Ferrelis, take my hand. But you don't have a hand. And neither do you. Just grab onto some part of me. Okay. <laughs> Not there. Sorry. Focus your magic on Freddy Evil, Ferrelis. Oh, well, you have done more teleporting than I have. Medieval Cerebral, we must find Freddy Evil. That didn't sound good. Magic doesn't have to sound good. It just has to work. And it did work, sort of, as they all found themselves staring down upon a familiar scene. JF Cat turned back around and went outside to see that Alice had finally floated away, leaving Fred, Fairelise, Alabaster, and Fred shivering in the. Wait. Yeah, there's two of us now. Oh, this Fred's so good at counting all of a sudden. All right, which one of you is the real Fred? Oh, I don't really know. <laughs> Fred sneezed on Alabaster and Fairelise, and then. Cool, I've got a twin brother. <laughs> You've got a twin. Big whoop. Well, the two of you have very rude twins, I must say. Oh, but my twin's better than your twin because I'm a fairy and all the things I do are better. Fred, I think your sneezes make everyone have identical twins. Oh, just kidding, because you're so smart. Sarcastic identical twins. Don't you mean identival twins? Wow, identival. How long did it take you to come up with that? Oh, yeah, Cat. I think I'm gonna have to call in sick to being president. Could you do it for a few weeks or something? You can't call in sick to being president. Let's just handle one problem at a time. I'm gonna get the three or uh, six of you some soup. Come on inside. Oh, yeah. And deal with all that work in there? As if our responsibilities don't go away just because... Because I'm a fairy and I've got to make everyone do the right thing all the time. Fine, I'll bring the soup out here. And as JF Cat cooked up a big pot of soup, he could hear Fred continuing to sneeze outside. <laughs> sending more identical twins out into What If World. <laughs> oh, Abacus. We didn't teleport. We still reported. Oh my gosh, there's two Freddies there. Can I go talk to them? Oh sure. There's a small chance it will implode the universe. But it could also explode the universe. Okay, let's not do that then. 
Besides, neither of them appears to have your wand anyway. Oh, but they just created an evil twin of Dracomax. He's very magical. I bet he could help us. Hey, Dracevil. It is I, Dracevil. Oh, you already knew that. As we, we were wondering if you saw a chewed up wand. Fredevil might have dropped it. No, I have not seen it. Are you just being sarcastic like the other evil twins? No, no, no. They only tiptoed around on the equinox of evil. The evil knocks. I'm going to go full-blown evil and take over the world. I'm picturing everyone lives on tiny flying plates, which mostly just fly into my mouth. I call it the tapas verse. But I, Cthuncle, was also planning on taking over the world. We have talked about this. We have to limit the amount of episodes we are in together because our voices are very similar. I disagree. My voice is sultry. And unique. But you must admit that my tapas for dragons idea is superior to your plot. But you don't even know my plot. Still, it is a pretty safe assumption. Oh, I was afraid of this. The longer we spend in a past story, the worse our story reporting can distort the past. Why are we arguing? We should be stopping those time travelers from leaving before our timeline resets and neither one of us can take over the world. Oh, fine. Let's just do your thing, Cuthuncle. That's not what I'm saying. They'll probably go on like this for a while. Well, then let's get out of here. I don't want to be tapas for dragons. Although it does sound like a lovely restaurant idea. Of course it is. And maybe we'll go into business when we get back to the present. See? The time travelers prefer my idea. But they haven't heard mine. Okay, we should just go find, um, Mr. Mouser. He was my secretary of sticks when I was president, so he probably has an extra stick wand or something. Then to the Mouserverse we must go. Take my hand! Okay, let's just be really specific about what part of an abacus is its hand this time. There's no time for specificity! Grab hold of something! <laughs> no, that tickles! <laughs> okay, Uncle. tell us your idea. Well, um, it was called the Sushi-verse. And everyone would be wrapped in rice and- Are you just stealing my idea? Yes, I admit, it's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> to the Mouseverse, we must go. President Fred flipped a floorboard under which he had hidden a cache of sticks, only to find it empty. Hmm. Has someone stolen my sticks? Then he checked his broom closet. Well, no, these broom handles have been chewed off too. Secretary of Sticks, I need your help. And Mr. Mouser crawled out of a little hole in the wall of the wet-house. I thought I was going to be your secretary of state, or perhaps your chief of staff, said Mr. Mouser, straightening his glasses and looking a little cross. But instead I have been in charge of sticks for over two years. Well, yes, it's actually a much more important job, Mr. Mouser. And you see, someone has stolen all my sticks and even eaten my broomsticks. No, Fred, that was you. 
You chewed all of the sticks in the wet house, and every stick that has fallen in the forest, and the trees have written a strongly worded letter asking that you stop chewing upon them. So there's no sticks for Freddy? Well, of course you could go out and buy some sticks. Wait, you can buy sticks? Well, you can't, because you spent all of your salary repairing the damages you've done to What If World since becoming president. So money can buy sticks. Yes, of course, but maybe you should just give up sticks for a little. Mr. Mouse, don't bother finishing that sentence. Patchfred has already left. He's not going to learn his lesson so quickly. What do you mean, past Fred? It's all right, just tell him we're from the future. There's only a minute to very good chance that it'll drive him insane. What? Mr. Mouser, have you seen a chewed up wand sort of resembling a stick? Possibly sparking with magic or... Or like the drool on it came to life. And now the drool is wielding the wand and making everyone else's drool come alive. That'll be cool. No, nothing like that. But I have seen the universe starting to unravel at the seams just a bit ever since you three appeared. Is that important? <laughs> it's just the cumulative consequences of time travel slowly trying to catch up to us and erase our paradoxical nature from existence. Nothing to worry about. Unless, of course, we have to time travel more. We need to be more organized with this. Let's make a spreadsheet of all the past episodes in which Abacus appeared. But my wands almost always get destroyed. Abacus, it's the best idea we've got. Only what's a spreadsheet? Oh, we've been over this, Fred. Yes, I seem to remember a time when we had a very similar interaction. No, Abacus, be careful. You're imagining us into the past again. I'm sorry. My imagination is too powerful. <laughs> into the past again. Well, I'm sorry. I was busy making my famous chocolate cookie ice cream casserole. Abacus, how could you? I have spent all day making this chocolate candy bar casserole. Dracomax, we are dealing with real problems here. We cannot worry about how many different kinds of chocolate casseroles we have. Did someone say chocolate stick casserole? Because that's what I brought. Petey, you said you would handle the potluck spreadsheet. And I did. I brought a sheet to spread out on top of the, um, uh, the cloud here, which I'm now realizing you, you meant like a, like a worksheet to organize who was bringing what to the potluck. Oh, yeah, I remember. A spreadsheet's just smaller than a sheet and less comfortable to roll around in and chew your paws on. All right, all of us think about all of Abacus's past stories. And I will magic us a spreadsheet into existence, so we don't have to stay here a moment longer than necessary. That did not sound good. I thought magic didn't have to sound good as long as it works. No, but that sounded like magic not working. Oh, it worked all right. We have a beautiful magical spreadsheet. The only problem is, now I'm out of magic. And we're stuck here in the past. Oh, yes, that is quite a problem. If only someone out there could end this story before we get ourselves into any more trouble. 
Yeah, but then in the next story, we're still gonna be in trouble. That's a problem for future Abacus, Fred and Feralise. That's still going to be us. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. The end. Well, Hugo, Josh, Maria, and all our listeners, I hope you enjoyed the first half of your story. We've got even more questions to add on next week, when future Fred, Abacus, and Feralise can hopefully get out of this mess. Folks at home, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash whatifworld. Every patron gets ad-free episodes and a shout-out on the show, and there are other great rewards, too. And of course, you can just leave a rating and review for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It's me, Potty the Pirate, here with a big pot of stew for my friend Zara. Zara is six and a half years old. She loves to draw to swing, to craft, and to play with her Aunt Tia. Thank you, Zara. That stew smells delicious. Of course it does. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, our co-creator, Miss Lynn, our associate producer, who helped a ton with this episode, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know it's better to fess up to our mistakes sooner rather than later, especially when you're stuck traveling in time. Until we meet again... Keep wondering.